So, like I was telling you, Professor Michael, um, you know, I think Arnold here should really uh, read the Gulag Archipelago. Maybe clean your damn room. Clean your gym. What are you saying? He's a really good man. Jordan Peterson. Dr. Jordan Peterson. Dr. Jordan Peterson. Dr. Governor of uh, the Israeli Special Forces. You like my shirt, Michael? I support Israel. I think your, your, your people are very beautiful. Some of us. You know, that's probably a statistically very false statement. Anyway, um, yeah, to my right, fucking Michael Isotel uh, fucking hate this guy and uh, James, <laughs> James Hoffman, guy, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah, the Predator in the T-1000 can kill any of you people. I'm sick of it. So, folks, welcome to the Sports Scientist Podcast. Today is, you know, we decided, fuck all these guests. We got tired of people polluting our fucking great show with their knowledge or whatever. We don't need knowledge. We just need guts. So here today, we are taking Instagram questions and giving you Instagram answers. Oh. Mama mia. Just the OG crew. Talk life, babe. But before we get into that, we've got some updates. Dr. James Hoffman just got a 23andMe update. Dr. Hoffman, would you like to tell the crew what Yes. Happened? So... I, at first, it told me I was Irish. Big surprise there. Um, and then, like, a lot of Polish. But then it updated recently, and I found out that I am 0.1% Japanese. My weeb fantasies, I'm telling you, come true. All the anime makes sense. So just I'm, I'm just thrilled. I would like to thank all of my Japanese brothers and sisters. What's your Japanese name? Uh, Hoffman-san? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. <laughs> To quote, whoa, it's Vicky. Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> hate that bitch. What? I hate all those kids. The Vicky? The Vicky girl? And the Kardashians and fucking... How are you going to group Vicky and the technician Kardashians? Technician 69, whatever the fuck his oh, name is. Let's Who's discuss. that? So, Te- Takeshi 696969. Oh, that's the one that got arrested or whatever, right? He is currently uh, going to be going to trial for weapons possession charges and money laundering or racketeering or something like that. Damn. And uh, the the uh, proposed sentence is um, uh, life. That'd be awesome. The thing is, he's going to... How much money was he laundering? Oh, let me lot. Right. From who? Uh, so he's a successful rapper, and I think he wasn't paying taxes ever, maybe? Oh. Yeah. So. I mean, the kid is like, what, like 18 and stupid, obviously. So what do you expect? You know, Johnny Candido, you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a huge fan of the worst rappers on the face of the earth, and he was very upset that Takeshi's just going to be going to jail, probably. Mike, the so. situation... From Jersey Shore's going to jail for really? tax evasion. For, oh, so he got fucking... He, he got they, sentenced. They did him in. Yeah. Oh, That'd be dope if they're like Yo, sweetmates. I would love to stab him in prison. Oh, my God. I always hated that show. <laughs> I love the show. Let's all get locked up. RP gang up in here, bitch. <laughs> what set you playing? You know... It's like the ultimate fatigue <laughs> management for me. Like, you watch it and, like, your brain just... just turns yeah, mush it does great. turn off my wife uh, is um, a medical doctor and she works crazy hours and then she comes home and we put on uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey oh my and god and she just turns the brain right off um, it definitely turns the brain off it's Marcos like was reverse psychedelics earlier. turns the yeah, brain off no was it <laughs> alright let's get through a couple of questions here oh boy <laughs> oh Johnny Bravo says what about I love neck training and cheat rows slash shrugs and rack pulls above the knee? What about them? I think he thinks cheat rows, shrugs, and rack pulls above the knee 
maybe increase the size of your neck, and or he wants us uh, to give a go no go on all those movements for their own sake. For for neck training, totally do it. Okay, <laughs> totally <sighs> do it. <sighs> okay, um, totally. Most of them don't train your neck at all. Maybe you, bro. You're just not doing it with enough neck movements. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if you're trying to train your traps, maybe. Uh, yeah. I think the overall strain. Yeah. Yo, well, you don't need a cervical spine. That shit is overrated. Look at uh, Christopher Reeves. He's fine. Okay, so like, uh, okay. <laughs> Do we edit that one out? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, leave it. Isn't he dead? He's dead. He's dead. It's fine. Um, it's not like I said Stephen Hawking or something. <laughs> He's also dead. He's Marcos. also dead, I think. Um, <laughs> so like, peace, baby. All those movements are really shitty in terms of uh, like the amount of effort and fatigue that's generated per the outcome of neck growth like if you wanted to just have a big ass neck you could do like resisted you know flexion extension or lateral uh flexion extension kind of stuff uh and get plenty of stimulus in your neck if you're trying to do like rack pulls where you're doing you know like five six hundred pounds or, or more for a lot of people that's a huge axial load a huge amount of systemic fatigue that you're going to generate with almost no perceivable neck growth maybe your traps your upper well, back a little just, bit but. just add the loghorn foghorn fucking <laughs> oh yeah yeah there was a guy with a shrug yeah yeah i've seen okay. that there was a one of the compliance officers at etsu when we were working there was foghorn leghorn what if he watches this podcast okay there's never a chance of that happening he, and he, he would finds your come address. into the gym and be like now i t- uh, now i said <laughs> i said what what and i was just like oh my god and you're the chicken hawk yeah you're the nephew but uh, going back to the neck uh, exercises, I love that old clip of Tyson training in the gym and he's just doing neck bridges, just fucking rolling all over that shit. He's like, it made my neck bigger. <laughs> Nobody can knock me out. I eat your faith. I eat your children in front of you. And thanks, Mike, for that wisdom. Then I'm going to take you out to dinner and then I'm going to fuck you. We're going to be dating. We're going to be in a relationship. <laughs> I love right. that. All right. Can we do a, a conversation between Ronnie Coleman and Mike Tyson? Sure. You're Tyson. I'm Coleman. Go. Yo, Ron, you you real you real big. I like the way that you know your, your neck is almost as proportionate as mine. Well, that's good old natural strength. So just twenty five years of lifting, most of drug free. Yo, you know what, <laughs> Ronnie? Fuck you. You the pig. You the cop. <laughs> yo, I don't fuck with cops. Yo, that's mad disrespectful. How the fuck are you gonna do me now? Yeah, you just went back to Mike Tyson. Marcos one, Mike zero. <laughs> so. Round two, fight. Round two, choose your fighter. So, as I was saying, you know, what I think you should be doing is, um, hmm, interesting. Okay, yes. Fuck, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to, like, attempt my first Ben Shapiro impression. Uh, so, Jordan Peterson is actually very good, and I think you pointed out a lot of uh, technically correct answers and speculation, but anyway, we were out of time because I've talked myself to death, so you're like, fine. You could do the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Weinstein. I'm... You should just do all those kind really of guys, you know what I mean? I would love a Dave Rubin impression, but I'm actually in love with Dave Rubin. People know this about me, but I'm as straight as an arrow. But if Dave Rubin, who happens to be gay, was like, yo, what up? Wait, who's I would Dave be Rubin? Like, he's um, he's a Rubin, uh, Report? Rubin Report talk show host. He has all that. You should watch the Rubin Report. <laughs> yo, man. You know, I literally have no idea. What you, wa- you watch a world star hip hop, but you won't watch the real shit. <laughs> yeah. And people expect this to be the other way around. I do keep up with world star. <laughs> Dave Rubin is, um, I would... He's good. I would flip Suck the dark side. All right. All he right. Uh, he opened for uh, Peterson in New York when he came. There you go. He's funny. He's great. And he's Jewish. It's great, honey. Oh, you should marry him. Marriage you guys material. make a great couple. Um, he goes to the good synagogue. 
But there's there's a bad synagogue. <laughs> That's for the elite Jews. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The poor people synagogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gains for Harambe, excellent name. Says, oh my God. do you consider Gains for Harambe? <laughs> do you consider Rest pulling guard unethical and rather eat butt? Let's talk about something real quick, which is a uh, presumption here that is clearly <laughs> wait, inaccurate. Wait, pulling guard and eating butt? He's like, you know, is pulling guard bad, so would you rather eat butt? Let's just call it what it is, eating ass butt. We're not in fucking seventh grade or some shit. <laughs> um, buttocks. If eating butt buttocks. was akin to eating at a restaurant. Buttocks. It's a funny I word. I am for eating it all the way from those restaurants that you need, like, security detail to get into, and they have an actual live violin band. Mm-hmm. The guy tells you about what the course is. You're like, I don't know. I love that shit. All the way down to this fucking broken Cart. down taco truck yep. on the side of the Same. road. Same. I'm eating ass all the way through them shits. It's all the way right through there, the guys. It's not. It's like. <laughs> Same shit. I'm eating it. What the fuck is wrong with eating ass? What's, What's wrong with you? It's 2018. <laughs> shit the fuck, fuck out of here. So, so, I don't want to yeah, eat ass. I like, pull deep half guard and I eat ass. Yeah, Sometimes at up. the same time, homie. Word up. Check that oil. I was messing with Chad. I was like, do you ever pull guard in jiu-jitsu? And he gave me that look like. <laughs> if, if Chad did, you people would fly right over him. <laughs> the building would collapse just like, yeah. boom. <laughs> the ref disqualifies him for slamming Ow. himself. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I thought a girl asked a question because no this girls ask those questions. Great. Terry. It's a fucking guy. Terry T. 303 says can you love a sex doll and he goes for marcos i'm not making this up it literally says for marcos can you love, can you a, love sex a sex doll, doll? <laughs> uh, have you seen the movie ex her? machina her she wasn't a sex doll james i That's mean it's the same android it's, it's the same, same he's, idea. He's, right. he's right was she designed for sex or no no not specifically i'm just like <laughs> aren't they all <laughs> it explores a similar yeah. idea um so spiritual me is going to say yes Whoa, that's really spiritual. Yeah, yeah. The light, light Marcos, you know, ascended, enlightened Marcos um, says, yes, you could love anything. Uh, And then urban pharmacology. No, no. Just urban Marcos. Uh, Hood dark side Marcos is going to be like, fuck yeah, homie. (laughs) Love the shit out there. Not a lot of space between those two. That's great. I saw somebody, there was an article posted online and who knows if it was satire or not, but it was like, man loves this like sex doll more than wife. And the picture was like of him in a hot tub with his like clearly Japanese like sex doll. Voluptuous like cosplay kind of thing. Yeah. It was a little I weird. mean, he you has a wife what? also. You know what? Yes. Well, he probably married that chick. He probably didn't really love her and. You know, 20 years later, he's like, I can't stand this bitch. But he's stuck in that prison of like, I got to do what's right and stay with her. Yo, Marcos, how do you know so much about and this? And then she's, been there and then she's like, you? I fucking hate you, Patrick. Go fuck yourself. You're fucking disgusting. Why don't you go fucking fuck your doll? And he's like, you got to love your doll. That's not a bad yep. idea, actually. And sure then will. he actually, the bitch doesn't talk back. He hits her as much as he wants. <laughs> Which could be not at all. We're not condoning hitting. No, 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 no. But, you know, she doesn't talk back. She never nags him. She, she always take, puts out. She takes it. She always puts out. And Technically, he's like, is she putting out? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or he's yeah. putting he's in. Well, you know what? If it's warm, she's like the life support to the vagina that he's masturbating in. So, yeah. Uh, are there sex dolls that have an internal uh, heating system? 
I would assume. I, would I don't hope, know. I would hope so. You look like you're like, next part. James? I'm now, I want to know. Do you like plug them in? Well, you you're 0.1% Japanese now, so you should know these I, things. I'm on it for the next one. I'll okay. come with my full report. <laughs> we actually have a sex doll as a guest on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm. Scott, do you have one? You look like you have a few in the, in the bed. He's like, shit. I've seen one of your dolls. He was cute. Um, next oh, question. Boy. He ended up getting AK'd. We're not going to talk about mm. that on the podcast. <laughs> Colin 479. Colin? Yeah, it actually is spelled Colin. I don't know. Um, he has 479 colons. Pooping's a real Whoa. big deal. Sounds like a feast to me. <laughs> you guys remember like uh, Joker and the Batman cartoons would release the, the teeth, the yes. crunching teeth? That is like the spirit of, of analingus. Biting? Oh, yeah, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course, biting. I think if you're Crazy. chewing when you're eating ass, there's probably other stuff going on there. You probably shouldn't eat that ass. Some brownies. Hmm. Marcos, I don't appreciate your newfound conservatism. I'm not a big fan of dingleberries. I'm not talking about eating shit, Marcos. My cat literally ate his own dingleberry the other day. That, I was very he's disappointed. Done that before. I've I've seen that. Yeah, I pulled it out and put it on the floor, and he ate it. I was like, Ugh. and then he looks at you with the same dumbass facial expression, like, nope, that's why you're one of the lower order animals. <laughs> What's the worst case of Jim fuckery you have ever seen? Oh. Marcos, you're going to have to dig into the archives for this one. There's so much. I mean, every day is Jim fuckery going on, whether it's a, a trainer or a newbie, noob, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, I don't know, man. I see a lot of shit. I don't even, I, I, actually, you know what? Just recently, uh, my last workout at Blink in NoHo, there's this chick that comes in. I've been there maybe 20 times, and 19 out of the 20 times, she just goes on that weird... Uh, uh, life fitness uh, trunk flexion machine. It's a great for machine. For fucking an hour, bro. Do you guys know that it so trains primarily it? the rotators, which are internal spinal muscles you'll never see? So, so you could do that machine your whole life and no one can Yo, she'll that. use it, do whatever many reps, go get water, walks around the gym, comes back, and just right back at it. Damn, she must think there's some shit there. Yo, like, this she's, uh, she found the secret. I don't know what it is, but. Does she, uh, does she throw a shot put or something? She's like doing it explosively with a staff. No, she looks like the type of person that would be using that for like six hours a day. So, no, not in shape. Huh. That's pretty fuckery. I'm trying to think of what i There's I've so seen much lately. shit, though. That's a very, that's such a loaded question. Okay. I, I, I have one, like, there's so much fuckery that, that we've all seen. There was one that was really distinct for me. I was working as the floor manager at the University of Illinois Chicago Student Rec Center, and I was doing my rounds, like cleaning up weights and spraying stuff down. And I look over, and some older guy <laughs> who was a, a doctor, medical doctor had loaded up the Smith machine with like six plates on each side. Right. Which is like Ooh. a bad sign. And I look over real bad, unless you're an IV pro. That's right. Real bad. And so I like, this is all, this happened in like the blink of an eye, right before I could even like do or say anything. I look over and like, by the time I noticed the plates, he had already like unlocked it. Right. So he had like cranked it back and it immediately guillotines him. Right. So he gets bent in half, right? Like <laughs> the weight comes, he, he, he didn't, he couldn't even stand. He, the, we couldn't even stand to support the weight. So the thing, he unlocks it, it immediately drops and pancakes him, smushes him down in half. Luckily the machine had, um, stoppers. Stoppers. Yeah. And so he like, f- what kind of noise did that make? It was incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> it was like, Boom! You know, because because it, it slams down. It basically it's as if you had dropped it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was fine. He luckily was okay. And I, so I run over. And I'm like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And he's like, "He's just he's all like disoriented." Everyone's everyone's like, "What just happened?" And I was like, "Are you okay?" And he's he's clearly fine. And I was like, I look over. I'm like, "What were you thinking?" Like, "Oh, you said that." Yeah. And he he gets all like butthurt about it. Obviously. Really? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh," and like storms out. And I was like, 
Are you going to clean that up now? Are you going to make me unrack all the weights after you killed yourself what? on this thing? Was he a professor in? I don't know. I know he was a he had a medical staff badge. So I know he was a doctor at one of the hospitals in the area. Stupid ass motherfuckers. Yo, your doctor fixed yourself, you little bitch. Because you just broke your ego. He needs That's ego That's 45 pounds, not four and a half, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of ego lifting fuckery stories i like the salamander push-ups i always see the old guy do when what's up with old guys wearing shit that's like too short it's like sir i can see your nuts and that's like every old dude over like 75 over 75 i will not wear clothes old guys at the gym is just the whole thing is bad they have their nuts all over the place the leg press the fucking leg press nut just fucking out to the side it's like come on man ezra put that shit away bro like why is he gotta be jewish nuts on the sink yeah, While they're yeah. like grooming, and they're yeah. talking to you, hey son, like, oh. look at my nets. Or they they do the Captain Morgan like on the bench in the locker room, and then and it's like, never groomed right. It's like all scraggly hair and shit. Yeah. It's like, bro, at least shape that shit up. Let me like want to look at it. You're just like fucking wasteland. And how did they like just get so big and long and hang down like that? Like, I don't know. why doesn't your dick do that? Damn, you're yeah, nuts. that's rough. Right Fuck. when you're an old man, your nuts just like. Not if you inject synthol in that shit. <laughs> Is that really a possibility? Uh, well, let's find out. Like, by experimentation. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, see you in the needle. Um, <laughs> Nekotami? Nekotam Zero? The fuck did you just call me? <laughs> Are we going to edit that out? <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Um, Why would we? <laughs> leave in the question about editing out, too. Scott's looking baffled. What do you think about DMAA supplementation? Duma. It's like a goat thing. You know what? I straight up don't even know what that is. I don't know. I thought you would, but no. I don't. Marcos? Marcos? Uh, being an here's my thing. Here's my thing with all these supplements. Just do the dark side, man. Stop buying supplements. Stop wasting yeah. your fucking time. DMAA. Eat real food, and if you want to take it to the next level, then go to your, you know, go to the dude wearing the do-rag in the oh, fucking locker DMMA. Room. Uh methyl hydroxy uh, methyl hexanamine commonly known as 1,3-dimethylalanine or 1,3-amphetamine or simply dimethylamphetamine is an indirect sympathetic drug this is the shit that was they used to put it in yeah Jack 3D so what do you guys think about it I was great I (laughs) loved it (laughs) three cheers yeah give me more it's also like basically uh, toxic as fuck. And the, the stimulation you get from it is amazing. It's uh, like you're being electrocuted. Yeah, the crash is terrible. Like what? So it just sounds like crash. drugs. It's like you know, like if you do no, it's a drug. If if you do any like pre workout or stimulants, like most people know the ups and the downs, peak and valley kind of situation. This was like one of the best peaks and one of the worst valleys. It's like you go from like having super alpha, feeling great, feeling strong, energized to like hungover. Damn, yeah. that's not a sustainable workout supplement. No, it's one of those like you you just have to be into it for the drug purposes. It's not like a it's not a it's not a pre workout. It's not a training supplement at that point. You're just taking drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> You're just taking yeah. drugs at that point. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, it's not a supplement. Um, I would stay the fuck away from shit like that. But it's all you. It's all bullshit. Gracilis seventeen says. Is it normal for people who have been working out consistently for three plus years to go through a short period of time during the year when they have a low motivation to work out, kind of like a slump? If so, what are some tips to overcome that? Well, do you lift for fun? Like, are you? I misread the name. It's Grace Ellis. Oh, 
sorry. Loving life and having fun through militia fitness. She like an Antifa person? And what's this militia fitness? No, stuff? just a muscular Caucasian female. Okay. Oh, we got one girl's house. I mean, I don't know maybe. if she's in Antifa. Could be. Uh, yeah, that's totally normal. What's well? Yeah. Well, what's your goal? Do you have a goal? Do you are you following a program? Do you have a competition coming up? Or are you just lifting every day just for fun? Because maybe you might want to program some deload weeks in there. Have some sort of structure. Know where you're going. Because otherwise, you're probably going to get bored of doing the same shit every day. What if you're still on a program and you still well, you're on a program and you still get bored? Then go refer back to the previous question and take that shit. DMMA? Yeah. yeah. MDMA. Like, DMT. Hard training. <laughs> training on DMT. What most people forget, like hard training is rigorous. It's not meant to be fun necessarily. It's hard. It's a good that's why people call it a grind. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things you show up and you do it all the time. No days off. No no one gives you a high five because you did it. You're just expected to do it. And so it's completely normal throughout the training year to have periods where you're kind of like, yeah, this is monotonous and boring. That's normal and that's okay. And that's when taking like active rest phases can be useful. So you uh, can just distance yourself from that process a little bit, regain some autonomy, and then come back to it when you're ready. But um, it's, I think what's important for people to note is like, it's not necessarily meant to feel glorious and exciting all the time. It's okay to be bored, yes. boring and tedious. It's okay. That's okay. And you don't have to feel bad about it. But I, I, I mean, I am concerned with the lack of motivation. And I think that's something that a lot of people suffer from, whether it's uh, clients or just like normal people, not like you nerds that always have like all the fucking metrics and shit. So like, oh, all right, well, I guess uh, in the next six years, I'm going to make 0.02% improvement. It's like, no, this <laughs> chick may just be like polishing her guns and drinking Michelob Ultra. And she's like, I'm really bored of fucking deadlifting. Well, since she has a public Instagram account, I believe it's completely ethical for us to look at it and figure out what kind of person she is. She's friends with a lot of happy people. She looks like she does a lot of outdoor activities and is a big fan of America and goes so, to the Caribbean on vacation. Right and down the beach. And again, lots of friends and happy people. And she trains at a CrossFit gym, I think. And uh, there's animals involved. <laughs> that sounded bad. Mm. Uh, pet dog, perhaps. And um, yeah, just living the life fishing. There's a fishing picture. Um, I got an idea. Fish fit. Uh, uh, you, you training to be like a fish? Or no, you, you put like fish lead to... weights on the end of the fishing line. You got to pull that shit up. Yep. 2,000 pound that fish. That sounds safe as fuck. But and then uh, like the the size and stability of your boat goes down as part of the periodization. So you go from like a regular boat with like two outboard motors, then you go into like a one motor, and then you get to like a fucking dinghy, and then you get to like a kayak or something, and you got to pull up a heavier weight without tipping over. It makes so much sense that you would say some stupid shit like that. I gotta tell you, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking some Bob Villa, the builder over here, fucking. Thank you, oh, James, man. for your fucking, uh, you, 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 the shit you do, fucking barbecues and trucks and building houses and you fucking fishing bullshit. <laughs> but uh, for Grace, yeah, I don't know what her motivation is. Does she have like, you know, I would find something. Uh, I would I would have a goal and intention in mind. Because honestly, if I'm just lifting just for fun, it's like, I'm probably going to get bored. It's like, oh, dude, I got like a, a little template here. Here's the deal. Pick a goal you want and then train for it. Once you accomplish it, it's got to be reasonable short term on the order of months, like mm -hmm. weeks or months. When you accomplish it, figure out if you're super motivated to do another goal. Like if you're like, oh, I can't wait to gain this like two pounds of muscle or whatever, because then I want to do like a powerlifting cycle. Right. If you're motivated, hit the next cycle right away after deload. 100%. If you're not motivated, literally just come in the gym and do random workouts that you like. 
after a while, I have found that most people who do that will want structure. Yeah. Like uh, a, a week, a couple of days or a couple of weeks of that they're going to be like, Oh, I'm like, it's like the, it's like, so you feel like there's a need for motivation. Not cause you know, when you're really unmotivated, you're like, why even motivate? But you're like, Oh man, like I need a goal. I just want to pick something. And then you pick something and then you do it again. So it's kind of like uh, taking an auto, I wouldn't even call it active rest. It's like an auto unplanned training, just fuckery, fuck around. Like when I travel on maintenance phases for bodybuilding, like I'll just do whatever machines, like I'll still do the body parts that I should, but I'll just pick some fun machines and use them. After like two weeks of that, I'm like, I can't wait to do a rigorously planned auto-regulated training schemes. I can't fucking spin in the wind anymore. And then the cool thing about that is once you start following these programs and you're like, oh shit, I you see some visit, some like improvement on the numbers and visibly you're like oh shit this is pretty cool i can't wait to see what comes next week even if it does suck so very good excellent holla you're welcome grace scott how are we doing on time here so when you you know i think what scott (laughs) scott you're like one of the heads of the hydra and uh i really think which is feminine hero's journey yes absolutely you know my daughter only eats meat and it got rid of all her autoimmune disease bullshit (laughs) Carnivore diet. Uh, what do you think about the carnivore diet, Marcos? I love meat. I love that white meat, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you guys already knew that. <laughs> yeah. What does mm. that mean? I love my girlfriend. That's all <laughs> oh, I'm saying. Um, all right. Why even train at the end of a deload? What is the benefit to doing extremely low intensity and low volume as opposed to just resting for the last two or three days of a deload? Thanks, says D Levine28, because he got that fucking D. Yeah, no, that's anyway. a that's a that's a good question. So um if you look at the literature on dose response in terms of fatigue management and modulating training volume, right? Which is kind of the issue here. What they have found is that more often than not, in, in many cases, doing something, even if it's light exercise, can help you recover more than doing no exercise at all. And there's a couple proposed mechanisms for that. A lot of it has to do with just doing enough exercise to stimulate a lot of the cellular regulators of anabolism, some of which can include things like uh, redirecting blood flow to the actual muscles just from using it from contraction. Contracting the muscles can stimulate things like insulin cell uh, receptor sensitivity, can stimulate like GLUT4 activity, which can help bring carbohydrates and potentially amino acids into the cell as with with the increase in flow it could be uh, just enough tension to start triggering things like mTOR activity without generating a concomitant huge amount of fatigue that normally comes with training so what we find is that uh, even in a deload situation doing a little bit of exercise tends to be a better more often than not than doing no exercise. And the key there being kind of a systematic reduction in the total volume and in some cases intensity. So the short answer is, yeah, it's actually better to do that light exercise than to take complete rest from a physiological standpoint. Now, if we're talking about the last couple days, can we definitively say that one is like concretely measurably better than the other? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, the theory would, would, would push you to do the light exercise rather than the complete rest. You're welcome. That being said, if you've got like a trip or some shit to do, the first half of your deload week, definitely do. The second half is like, because you said it's such a small benefit potentially, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't have to. There's not like if someone's, if you skip the last half of your deload, no one who knows sports science is going to be like, nah, you're fucking, fucking idiot. Yeah. 
Um, there are some exceptions to that are pretty highly technical sports in which your uh, technical proficiency has to be conserved. Like an argument can be made for weightlifting a little bit that you need to stay crisp. Oh, yeah. So. Frequency is one that they say should stay virtually the same, yeah. especially for that situation. Yeah. Gymnastics, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not need to take half a week off, you know, every three or four weeks. That may be a bit much. But. but that might be just like you walk in, warm up, and do a couple of your movements or a couple floor routines, and then yeah. you walk out. That's like a 20-minute yeah. thing. Yeah. But for the gym, for bodybuilding, for getting strong, yeah, you can take a half week off every four weeks, five weeks, and be just fine. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's good, especially if you're sort of tired of just being at the gym and going to the gym. Sure, because then you could you could you could weigh the like psychological recovery that you're getting versus the physical recovery, totally. right? And so then you can say, okay, I might make a compromise for one or the other. Yeah. By the way, for those of you not in the know, psychological recovery is when basically like the process of training, like packing your gym bag, making your shakes, driving to the gym, getting dressed in the locker room, putting your nuts on the fucking table when you shave because you apparently can't shave at home what's with people like shaving in the locker room all the time like it's a a bitch to bring that stuff with you they bring like their life i mean i don't shave that much but i like touch up my beard you know just to like so it's not and if you're shaving your face why you gotta be naked dog yeah put some motherfucking clothes on man i don't want to see your shit grandpa why not man you got a thing with dicks i got my own i see that shit enough i don't need to see another motherfucker's dick yeah i show you yeah, so anyway, all that stuff. Trim that foreskin, too. It's like fucking dragon. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so all that stuff is definitely, um, it can be fatiguing by itself. So every now and again, just getting away from everything is a good idea. Yeah. Justin Gosselin, a man I know personally. Related to Ryan Gosselin? <laughs> you're so, right over so funny, James. <laughs> Why haven't I seen a single NBA NFL athlete trained sensibly on social media? Is the nepotism uh, in pro SNC really mm. that bad? I understand that I Instagram YouTube gives you almost zero context, but it seems like a widespread phenomenon. Yeah, so I would be careful with that because just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. What you see is usually the flashy, sexy stuff that they're trying to sell you on or trying to to show, like, oh look at this exuberant training. Uh, a pretty, I don't want to say a lot, but a fair number of those guys do pretty good, good old meat and potatoes training, mm. and you don't see it. Have you seen LeBron James Instagram? Well, that's that's the point. Like, (laughs) he's someone who has a lot of uh, uh, reach, right? And so when when he posts something, it's not going to be like, "Here's my perfect high bar squats, my for three by five, right? It's going to be like it's me kneeling on a stability ball with a fucking wobble stick. Exactly, catching training, catching a medicine ball over here. Yeah, great job. You're doing great. Keep doing that. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of fuckery on the professional sporting level. That's not what I'm trying to suggest. But just because you don't see it, it, just because it doesn't have a presence, doesn't mean that people aren't doing picks or it didn't happen. Sorry, 2018. Get with the program. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of professional athletes train very well in college under collegiate strength and conditioning coaches, and once they get to the pros, we know that conservation of gains is more important at that point than uh, uh, expansion of them, or it's actually just easier. So they can get away with doing some fuckery and still being pretty good. We're also talking about the genetic elite who can get away with a lot of shit. And, um, you know, I think that athletes, when they're professionals, and this is, uh, I guess, not unfortunate in any deeper sense than just the reality... Professional athletes are sort of in charge of their own shit, and they get to fundamentally make the call of who trains them. Yeah. Um, there's not like – it's funny. You hear a job. You're like, oh, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Bulls. Like, 
that's a job where you just make sure they don't hurt anyone and you really tiptoe around a lot. You're not in yes. charge of a whole lot, unfortunately. You gotta keep you healthy. Yeah, you can't tell the guys what to do because they could literally just tell you to go fuck off. Don't and fuck they up all the have their own strength and conditioning coaches. So the thing is, is that when you have athletes who are very high level at their sport, but they're not sport scientists, sport coaches, they don't actually have the intellectual background to choose the right strength and conditioning coach. And when athletes make the choice, they often go with the flashy stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, because uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, because it looks cool. Two, there's the um, idea of novelty as being a good thing. Like, well, this is new and different, though it has to be good. It's like a new and different computer is probably better than the old ones. But in training, that's not how it works. And another one is this. This is, is quite undersold. Athletes like to be fresh. They don't like to be sore. They like to practice their sport as much as possible, even too much versus not enough strength and conditioning. And if they're allowed to make the decision, they're going to pick training practices that don't really get them disturbed much, disrupted much, basically easy ones, because they can get two birds with one stone. The idea, the notion, the feeling that they're getting strength and conditioning checked off and also, well, also the feeling that it's the newfangled super novel stuff and also get the uh, lowest interference with their actual training. It's like even if they were a sports scientist, if you believe that training is as effective as hardcore weight training or plyometrics training, which is what they really need, if you believe that is the case, then even a proper understanding of volume landmarks will tell you, well, geez, it's as effective, but it's one-tenth as fatiguing. That's exactly what I should be doing. So we're operating under the supposition that Athletes know that hardcore shit is better, but but they don't. And when you don't know hardcore shit is better, of course you're gonna pick the easy shit. Yeah. If someone, if you have two airlines and you don't know anything about what the airline quality is, one ticket's seventy nine dollars, another ticket's one hundred and fifty. You're gonna be like, what the fuck does anyone ever buy one hundred and fifty? Which you don't realize the seventy nine is like spirit. And they won't There's literally take like off. a dildo coming out of the seat. <laughs> the seat faces backwards, upside down, in the fucking trunk of the fucking plane. You're next to like the um, there's like the cage for Rottweilers, and you're like an inch away from the cage, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> like for six hours and there's no heat like, and yeah, the roosters with avian flu right right just like, yeah. like where the fuck is this plane going athletes will also kind of favor things that help them and this is what mike was saying in so many words too um helps them keep that high level of preparedness at right? all times so well, basically they'll go and do a hard session of squats yep right I've and, seen this a million times and then they're like oh squats make me slow yep. what well, makes you slow tomorrow but yep. not permanently slow in fact it actually helps you get faster yes. over time so they'll say like oh i don't want to do that because i don't want to like get slow or get hurt and so they'll pick things that allows them to maintain their fitness and express preparedness rather than potentiate there fitness. there are athletes in communities in sport which don't really do that so in wrestling for example like uh, re actual professional wrestling not fake professional wrestling sorry it's not fake i, I was i meant another word okay um, guys who wrestle at a high level, they take their weight training very seriously, mostly because they have an ethos built into them from age four. You do what your coach says because you're too big of a fucking pussy to know what is right for you because you're just going to try to wuss out of everything and your coach has to yell at you for you to get it done. The thing is, people in wrestling know that you can never push yourself as hard as somebody else can push you. So that authority structure from coaches, like you tell a wrestler to go run through walls, he'll be like, okay, great. He won't even ask. He's going to understand it's implied. You know, another athlete would be like, is that going to make me better? Wrestlers knows whatever the coach says is absolutely supposed to make you better. They'll do whatever it takes. And also the wrestlers have another part of their culture, not just the authority component, but also the idea that 
things that are painful and things that suck and things that make me feel bad and worse at wrestling in the short term are going to make me great. Like a wrestler would never, you'd never do like, you know, like drills of like three on one. James, you ever done three on one drills oh, where yeah. you wrestle three guys in a row and then back again? They're all fresh and you're Shark tank? Fresh. Yeah. No, They'll, but like wrestling, though. Not, not <laughs> wrestling? The, yeah, not the club shit you do at a club with three guys on one. Uh, steamworks? Steamworks. <laughs> steamworks, and I'm a Steamworks wrestler. They're like, that's not a wrestling thing. You're like, oh, there's a lot of grappling. <laughs> not a lot of submissions, although that happens. It does. Uh, <laughs> submit. Mm. So, uh, basically... When a wrestler is feeling slow and feeling technically shitty because he just wrestled like, you know, seven rounds in a row, almost never are they going to be like, yo, this doesn't make me, I don't feel athletic. They're going to be like, this is great. <laughs> so like in a culture sport like wrestling, uh, you're like, hey, these deadlifts are going to make you sore, but they're going to make you better. They're going to be like, why are you even explaining this to me? Like, if they didn't make me sore, I would quit working with you. Like if you don't fuck wrestlers up in the weight room, they think something's wrong. So there's definitely that other side of the coin yeah. where it's definitely a better, more receptive culture. So when you say professional athletes don't all you know, train super hard. There's a bunch of them that do train pretty hard. Um, a lot of guys actually in baseball, uh, will lift a lot harder than they should be lifting because they're like, I want to fucking break the bat off like fucking, uh, what's one of your Dominican boys? What's his name? Uh, Barry Bonds? I don't think Barry Bonds was Dominican like. Really? I think he was, uh, African American. Yeah, I think he was black. Maybe both. He wasn't Dominican? Not, not. No. Make, explains his name. You know, there are no good Dominican baseball players, though, are there? Not many. It's a sport that hasn't made its way to the Dominican Republic yet. So, but anyway, yeah, you get a you get a broad range of stuff. NHL people, like uh, hockey players, they usually train with weights pretty rigorously. Like the NBA, yeah, an American football, a lot of the guys train great. It's just that you don't that stuff doesn't make Instagram and or during their collegiate times. Exactly. Social media is like watching the news. You only see things that are bad right when you watch the news you only yes. hear about bad things you never hear about all the great things that are going on social media is the same War, way you only see death. like you don't see people doing vanilla good training yeah. because it's not exciting yeah and every now and again you'll, like, you'll see it make like at least like internet news where like some like you know um fullback or like squat 700 pounds in a collegiate weight room or in a pro weight Did you room see? and you're just like what the fuck and it's like a deep squat and there's whole team is cheering you're like that guy's a killer. And it's like, yeah, that shit happens too, you know? Did you see the one of that high school girl benching like 315? Yeah. That was awesome. Fuck. Yeah. The West African genetic elite. Yeah. to get back into the gym. It was clean too. Like, no fingers on bar, no like schmegma. It was great. Scott, what are you benching? You little bitch. <sighs> Soft ass mother. Exactly. Double bench. <laughs> well, that was we got time for one, one more question? We got time for one more. Here's a question. How do we make Scott hard? 60 milligrams of Viagra. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. You fucking idiot. Um, BMA961 for Marcus, spelled with a U. How do you feel about Dr. Mike's choice of gym footwear? Are Crocs really anabolic? If you saw his toes, you would know the answer to that. Can you really not talk about that? Cause no, I didn't. As soon as you tell YouTube about what my toes look like. It was just going to be, I'm just going to be only getting asked questions about that. You should get like fucking Crocs that don't have holes. So you really cover them shits up. But then Those are they Crocs? Eagle Or are they clogs at that point? Oh shit. True. Crocs and clogs really look really similar. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last question. This one's for James. Oh, what? It doesn't say it's for James, but it's for James. Oh, I know where this is going. Finn the first asks should one deload before cutting slash mini cutting mm. 
Yes. Yes. So the short answer is like whenever you should always generally deload before you start Why a new you mesocycle. So angry? Well, it's just uh, I feel this is Fuck, like a, a poorly man. poorly phrased. Open up your heart. I think the, the the idea is like the question is like is a deload necessary right. before doing that? Right. I think that's what the question is kind of getting at. Because like if it's like should, then the answer is a clear, easy yes. Yeah. Um, you should generally do that before any mesocycle. But then again, like you can also, I mean, like. It depends on how you want to tackle the question. Like you could also say, like, well, if you're using auto regulation, then maybe not, right? Like yeah. it depends on before mini cutting, maybe not because it could just be a two week mini cut, and Jesus, who cares? Right. But uh, before cutting, for sure, I would say before even cutting, an yeah. active rest is probably good before a real big cut. Here's the thing, and Mike and I have always been advocates for this, and I think we will probably till the day we die or until something drastically changes. When the question is, should I deload or not? It's almost always yes. Like yeah. there's very little incentive to say no. Right, you have a bigger risk and not much more reward. Exactly. Whereas, like, if you take a deload, you don't really miss out on anything, and you can almost certainly ameliorate a ton of problems. Right, yep. saying I'm not going to do the deload, you might be able to get by, or you might have catastrophe. Right, it's it's like you're it's a gamble at that point. Yep. So we usually say on that, in, in when it comes down to like a real binary answer, should I, yes or no, do the deload if you're not sure. It, it's much it, it, safer. This is a really shitty analogy, but it's almost like if someone who you want to impress is coming over to your house and your house is like pretty clean, but you could clean it up more. You ask the question of like, should I clean up? At worst case scenario, you spent like 30 minutes and you have like a real spick and span house. Best case scenario is, you know, they only relate to you afterwards because the house was perfectly clean and they would have never with your sweatshirt on the ground you know the the other case is like they just don't care but at least the house is you know what i mean like yeah after deal it's not like you've lost some crazy thing it's not like they're like hey did you get me flowers and you're like no i was busy cleaning my house for you instead and like how dare you yeah they're satan you're dating satan marcos i'm just seeing the your your hat from the f- it's amazing but Marcus, mm-hmm. can you show the audience your hat, please? They've seen like fucking ten episodes. People don't watch. Funny I just I just noticed the weird. emblem on the hat because it was facing the other way. Sylvester Stallone choking out Hulk Hogan. That's from Rocky Three. That's right, Copernicus. Um, which is we Ma- were, Mike. We were just talking yeah. the other day on the phone about yeah. how awesome Rocky Three was. Amazing. You were talking to James on the phone. I talked or to James every Tuesday. At a podcast webinar. or a webinar. Yeah. I don't talk to you every little bit. Marcos, cool. if I had to pick a character for you that most you most resemble in Rocky Three, it would be Mickey. What, no, what was his name? The guy, the um, clubber. No, Polly. That's who you'd be. <laughs> Yo, Rock, how come I was never famous like you? Fuck you, Rock. <laughs> He'd be the 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 priest in the chapel that uh, that that Rocky goes to. The Italian guy. Mm-hmm. Scott's also Scott. Scott, you're a priest. Yeah. Folks, let's close it out. Last words of wisdom. Lightning round. James, thoughts on the California fires. Go. Run. Marcos. uh, Government conspiracy. They made that shit happen. (laughs) Excellent. Earth is flat. Thoughts on mumble rap, James. Oh, I hate it. It's so, it's like the worst Mumble rap is like, there's not very many forms of music that I detest more than mumble rap. Marcos. What he said times infinity. I fucking hate you fucks. And if you listen to that shit while you work out, you probably look like one of those mumble rappers. Like a tube of toothpaste. Trap also. Or is trap also mumble rap? Fuck those guys too. <laughs> it's the same shit. Okay. Next question. Um, 
The color orange, do you, would you rather drink something orange, eat something orange, or wear orange color on your self-clothing? It's oh, so weird. I almost wore an orange color. shirt today. Wow, I can't believe that question really worked. I love orange flavored Me everything. Too dang. What? Yes. Fuck. Orange monsters, orange Gatorade. Don't you love like tangerines and like oranges and yeah. all that fucking shit? Next is question. So good. If we're orange going to be cool. sending an animal into space to explore some like hitherto unknown if it's safe for humans part of space, what kind of animal do we send? Llama. Me. Marcos, you're human. You should ask my girl. Folks, that's so the sports scientist. <laughs> See you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>